I'm Ken Siong, Technical Director of the International Ethics Standards Board for Accountants. And I'm here with Dr. Stavros Tomadakis, Chairman of the IESBA. We are joined by several board members, Marissa Obea, Jim Gay, Tom Thompson, and Gary Hanaford. We're here to discuss some of the highlights from the Ethics Board's meeting held in London, January 12th through 14th, 2015. Stavros, this was the first meeting of the board for 2015. What were some of the highlights and key developments arising from the meeting? Uh, this was a good meeting. I think a good start of the new year. It uh, took place with an excellent spirit of cooperation and an effort on the part of all members to have convergence in their views. Therefore, it proved to be a very productive meeting. It included all types of activity. We had approval of uh, standards. We had approval of new projects. We had very fruitful discussions on a number of ongoing projects. Uh, my colleagues on the board will talk about those. And we also had some very interesting presentations uh, that are part of our uh, program. On one hand, we had presentations uh, by guests from Transparency International who made a presentation on topics that are very, of very interesting for the ethics board, bribery, corruption around the world, and efforts to control those. On the other hand, we had very relevant presentations on the regulatory status of audit regulation, uh, especially in three very large jurisdictions. Canada, the United States, and the European Union. These presentations are part of a program that will eventually cover all G20 countries and uh, large financial centers. So this was a very rich meeting, and I feel a very productive one as well. Thank you so much, uh, Stavros. Let me now turn to uh, board member Gary Hanaford. Gary, you led the um, Non-Assurance Services Project, and this meeting was an important one for this project. There was a document that was a approval, and uh, perhaps you could uh, just uh, give us a bit, a bit of a briefing on this one, Gary. Yes, thank you, Ken. Um, the uh, the board approved an exposure draft on uh, changing certain provisions included in the code with respect to non-assurance services last uh, last May, with a response date of August 18th. And uh, at the October meeting, the board had the opportunity to hear the responses to to that exposure draft and certain uh, amendments that were being proposed uh, with respect to the provisions included with respect to non-assurance services. But that was subject to further consultation with the CAG, which took place in November. Following that consultation, there were certain suggestions in some areas with respect to the provisions and I'm pleased to report that the board unanimously approved the adoption into the code of enhancements to the provisions addressing the performance of non-assurance services, particularly as they pertain to the withdrawal of emergency exception provisions for bookkeeping and taxation services provided to audit clients that are public interest entities, provisions addressing management responsibilities and clarifications regarding the concept of what is routine in mechanical services relating to the preparation of accounting records and financial statements, and uh, those provisions were unanimously approved by the board. Thank you, Gary. 
Um, Marisa, uh, the board considered uh, the long association project on the agenda earlier this week, and uh, this was an important discussion um, coming back from the exposure draft um, uh, of, of the set of proposals uh, the board issued um, uh, last year, and there were a number of key issues that were up for discussion. What was your take on the board discussion? Uh, thank you, Ken. Um, just to recap, the ASBA had issued an exposure draft uh, in August last year for public comment related to changes to the Long Association provisions in Section 290. Um, we received, uh, by the end of December, uh, comments from 77 respondents. Um, and in light of uh, the, the number of comment letters received and, um, and the, the period to this January meeting, uh, we did uh, present to the board um, some of the uh, topics and not, not uh, all of the topics that were raised for exposure, but the topics related to the rotation requirements for key audit partners. These were quite um, critical provisions uh, and we wanted to, to make sure we considered uh, the, the comments that we received in respect to partner rotation. Um, I think in general the board members uh, reconfirmed their support of the proposals and, and the importance um, in acting in the public interest to address uh, issues that have been raised concerning independence and appearance um, and, and related to long association of, of key audit partners with audit clients and that was uh, an, an important um, conversation and discussion that was had around uh, the particularly in, in regard to the increase in the mandatory cooling off period for the engagement partner. The other provisions uh, that were issued for public comment uh, general provisions to strengthen the code overall um, and also to look at the restrictions on type of activities that can be undertaken by a key order partner during the cooling off period. Those are uh, issues that will be and uh, matters that will be discussed um, at the board meeting in April so we'll continue to uh, consider the comments that, were, that we've received um, into the April meeting and then have more, more information then around um, the position that the board will move forward with. Thank you, Marissa. Jim, let me now turn to you. Um, the Part C Phase 1 exposure draft was issued last November. Uh, it is out for exposure until mid-April. The task force has moved on to the next phase of the project, which is the, um, the phase to addressing uh, inducements. And uh, task force brought a number of uh, matters to the board's consideration. Could you give us a, a, a bit of a debrief of the board discussion? Thanks, Ken. Uh, the purpose of the Part C task force is to address a number of issues relating to Part C of the IESBA Code of Ethics. Part C of the Code encompasses the ethical issues facing professional accountants in business and professional accountants in public practice in certain circumstances. The task force is in a period of transition between Phase 1 and Phase 2 of the project. Phase 1 concerns primarily two sections of Part C, presentation of information and pressure imposed on and by professional accounts and business that may result in a violation of the fundamental principles of the code. As Ken mentioned, uh, the board has approved and issued an exposure draft of section 320, presenting information, and section 370 on pressure. The comment period for the uh, latter, uh, for, for this uh, is on uh, April 15, 2015. All interested parties are encouraged to provide comments to the board. The exposure draft is available on the IESBA website. During the period since the exposure draft was issued, the task force has begun to work on phase two. 
Phase 2 focuses on a revision of Section 370 on inducements. In view of ongoing developments around the world involving bribery and corruption, this issue is extremely timely. Bribery and corruption are part of the issue, but not all of it. In addition, benefits of many kinds are both offered and accepted that are legal, but may be unethical. The primary focus of this phase of the project is to identify and evaluate the benefits given or accepted that may result in breach of the fundamental principles of the IESBA code. For the rest of this year, the task force will be working on both phases with a priority course on obtaining final approval of phase one in a timely fashion. Thank you, Jim, for this update. Um, Don, if I may turn to you now, um, the uh, task force brought forward a number of issues for the board's consideration earlier this week. Uh, what was the outcome of the uh, board discussion? Thank you, Ken. At this meeting, the board continued its deliberation of certain issues while it awaits responses to the structure of the code consultation paper. Responses to that paper are due by February the 4th of this year. The main topic that the board discussed was possible rebranding of the code, and it provided valuable input to the task force concerning the inclusion of the words code, international, and standards in its title. The possibility of um, uh, different terms was discussed, and the, um, some, some members were reluctant for uh, different sections to have different titles. So um, we are looking at a, uh, an overall title for the document. The task force will present its proposals once it has had the opportunity to receive and review the responses to the consultation paper. The board also considered the alignment of certain definitions in the code with those issued by the IWSB and provided input to the task force as it uh, reflects on uh, proposals to present uh, with the restructured code. The board also noted the following other matters, the appointment of a, an editor to review the clarity and translatability of the restructured material discussed the electronic code that was issued on the extant code and is improving navigability and the circulation of revised drafting guidelines for use by task forces working on other projects uh, that are underway currently. Thank you, Don. Let me now circle back to Gary Hannaford. Gary also chairs the board's a uh, new project on uh, safeguards, and um, the board had a, uh, a decision at this meeting. Gary, uh, could I turn to you for an update? Yes, thank you, Ken. Um, just to provide some context to this to this matter, the, the board had approved the uh, non-assurance services project proposal back in 2013, and included in that project proposal was the development of a position paper which would explain the code's approach in addressing the provision of non-assured services by professional accountants. At, our, at the board's meeting in uh, July of 2014, the board agreed to place on hold the development of that position paper pending a review of safeguards within the code and in particular the applicability to non-assured services. It was also noted that there has been uh, stakeholder feedback, particularly from the regulatory community, that the board should review the code regarding the clarity, appropriateness, and effectiveness of safeguards. This was highlighted in a 
letter from the International Organization of um, Security, uh, the Securities Organization, um, with respect to the development of the strategy and work plan, and it noted a request that the board examine this issue of safeguards. It was included specifically in the strategy and work plan of the board that in early 2015 the board would consider a project proposal and uh, the board did consider a project proposal at its meeting this week and uh, approved such a proposal um, in that we will be looking at the clarity, appropriateness and effectiveness of safeguards on a general basis as they are described in uh, the general provisions in section 100 and in section 200 as they pertain to professional accountants um, in public practice and more particularly the applicability of such safeguards as they pertain to non-assurance services in section 290. The board uh, in discussing this noted the importance of the link between this project and the structure of the code project in that the use of safeguards is so pervasive in the, in the general framework for the code and it's important that we coordinate this project with the structure of the code project and there will be early discussion between the two task forces so that we can bring back to the board at its April meeting how we intend to coordinate the two projects. Uh, preliminary issues, papers intended to come forward to the board at its April meeting. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, let me now turn to the no cloud project and uh, I'll just uh, give a brief update on the board's deliberations of this meeting on this project. Uh, just by way of brief uh, recap, um, the board considered uh, a, a number of um, matters that the task was brought uh, to the board uh, at the last meeting in October. Uh, the project was just coming back from the series of global roundtables that the uh, board had undertaken over the summer of 2014. Uh, at the October board meeting, the board considered the key uh, comments uh, and uh, feedback and input uh, that the task force had received from uh, a broad range of constituencies and stakeholders on the key issues in this project. The board also considered a proposed response framework for accountants, be they auditors or accountants in public practice or accountants in business, and how they ought to be responding uh, when they do encounter an act of non-compliance or suspected non-compliance laws and regulations. At this meeting, the, board, uh, the task force brought forward its uh, consideration of a number of issues, a number of remaining issues on this project uh, coming out of the October board discussion. Task Force also presented the draft, re-exposure draft of the uh, proposals that it had put together. In addition, it presented a draft rationale for the proposed response framework, as well as an outline of its thinking as to why um, implementing a requirement of introducing a requirement for disclosure in the code uh, regarding matters of non-compliance or non uh, suspected non-compliance uh, to, to external authorities would not be operable. Uh, in a nutshell, what came out of the discussion was um, uh, and I'm very pleased to report that broad support and broad agreement on the key issues and key elements um, of the proposed response framework. Um, and, um, and I'm very pleased that the board has been able to come to that position because this has been a very long project 
a very protracted project that started way back in uh, first quarter of, March of, uh, of 2010. So it's been a project that's been in the works for five years now. That's involved a lot of work, a lot of consultation with uh, our stakeholders, and that's, been in, uh, that's involved a number of um, long deliberations on complex issues. Um, so broadly, the board agreed on the key elements of the framework, and these are, first of all, the key objectives for accountants uh, in all, all, all their different roles as to how they or, or, or what they should be aiming to achieve in addressing uh, uh, instances of non-compliance non or suspected non-compliance with laws and regulations. The board also supported the task force's proposal in how to scope out or scoping issues of non-compliance. It was also supportive of the proposal to have a differential approach to responding to no clause, suspected no clause, for different categories of accountants, namely auditors, uh, corruption accountants in public practice other than auditors, senior PAIDs, and other PAIDs. The board, in addition, came to an agreement on the key thresholds in the process of responding to non-compliance. Finally, the board also was broadly supportive of the task force's rationale for its uh, framework, and also why it would not be operable to have a requirement for disclosure of no claw or suspected no claw in the code. In terms of the way forward, the task force will take back the input uh, from the discussion earlier this week on the project. The board has helpfully provided a number of uh, suggestions for improvement to the draft text, and the task force will be uh, considering those uh, suggestions and, and comments, and they will be coming back with a final draft of the, uh, of the text for the board's consideration with a view to approval at the April board meeting. At, this me at that meeting also, the board will be considering the draft explanatory memorandum, which will incorporate the draft rationale for the revised framework, the proposed response framework, and also the rationale for why the uh, board has uh, concluded that uh, introducing a requirement to disclose no claw or suspected no claw in the code would not be operable. So that is, uh, that is the outcome of the, uh, uh, the board discussion on no claw. So I'd like to close the podcast now and thank Stavros, as well as the board members who have uh, participated in this podcast. The next meeting of the Ethics Board will be held April 13th to 15th, 2015 in New York. Ethics Board meetings are open to the public, and we encourage those interested to observe our meetings. To register as an observer, go to the meetings page of the Ethics Board's website at www.ethicsboard.org, where you can also find more information about the board and the projects discussed. The Ethics Board records podcast summary following each meeting. You can subscribe to our podcast channel in iTunes by searching IFAC Accountancy Podcast in the Apple iTunes Store.